podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. My brother-in-law died suddenly, and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. Then we called SelectQuote. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month, a savings of $369 a year. Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, SelectQuote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, go to SelectQuote.com. SelectQuote.com. That's SelectQuote.com. SelectQuote. We shop. You save. Full details on example policies at SelectQuote.com slash commercials. Hello, listeners. Welcome to the Five Year Plan podcast. Hey, hey, hey! <laughs> Good. That's, uh, that's Kevin Day. They're making up for the lack of James Endicott and Andy Street. I'll do a Northerner. Hooray! Hooray! Good. Can you do a lawyer? Yeah, uh, that'll be five pound. Hooray! <laughs> Good. <laughs> Hooray! I got him off. <laughs> well, he clearly did it. Um, how are you? I'm all right, thank you. Yes. Uh, oh no, let me do, let me let's do, do the sp- let me let's, do the sponsors. Do the sponsors. Yeah. Uh, we are sponsored. This is Pod One Five Five, and we are sponsored by Vector Printing for all your print and embroidery needs. Go to vector.co.uk, and that's Vector with a K K K K. Also, of course, JCIS, the global brand, res- the global research brand consultancy from South London. Visit jc-is.com. There's no thing for that. Um. So this week we're basking in the glory. I mean, we we haven't won, but of a very, very, very good performance well, against I'm, United. I'm I'm really pleased that people are seeing it as a positive result, as I think. Yeah. Uh, start of the season when we looked at the fixtures, this this group of fixtures, we've talked before about, you know, Damien Delaney talked about, you know, they divide it into six. Uh, this group of fixtures. We wouldn't have thought that going into Man United and Liverpool, that Leicester and West Ham would be in top four when we played them. Yeah. Um, and we didn't get anything out of them, and possibly deservedly so. Maybe we deserved more against West Ham, but Leicester probably was the right result. You think, I think Leicester, we well, could, could have sneaked but, it. Yeah, could have sneaked it. And, and then we, we got a, a tonking in the in the League Cup. Yeah, I was, was there. Which was partly our fault, because we did say on the pod last week, many people pointed <laughs> out to us that we had said at least we haven't had a tonking. Yeah. But, but at least it's in get, the League Cup and not in the... We, yeah, and also I think, I don't think Pardew for a minute thought that City would play with that stronger team but we went into so we went into the game against Man United with a slight a, a blip just a blip we, we probably got more depressed than we should have been last week on the pod but that's mm. a reflection of our recent high standards and I'm really pleased that that people have realised that that was a really good performance and a really good point against a team that, who are after all Man United and who are after all managed by Louis van Gaal there's all this talk about them coming into the back of it off two nil-nil draws. One of those was in the League Cup with a, a, a lesser team that mm. they picked and one of those was against Man City. Their last away performance, they smashed Everton 3-0 at Goodison Park and it could have been more. So we've now beaten Chelsea, we've beaten uh, Man City, we've taken points off Man United. This is a new thing for us mm. and we deserve to win and yeah, regardless of their, their tactics, look at the players out on the bench. I mean, Hmm. Yeah, they didn't deserve to beat us the last time we played them. They didn't deserve to beat us. Just the difference was that Louis Van Hall 
manned up yesterday and said we were the better team. And I just thought it was a better performance all round. It seems that arses have been kicked, formations have been tweaked. Every, in the portions beforehand as well, everyone, there was all sorts of terrible rumours. We thought Delaney was out, we thought Suarez was out, we thought mm. Punching was out, we thought Balassi was out. Well, Pards was a bit sort of cagey in midweek about well, the Balassi, injuries. Balassi's head injury, Punching was still supposed to be sick. So it looked like it was going to be a real makeshift team. That, that makeshift team, I think, it was pretty much the team that most of us would say was the first team. Yeah. And that was reflected in the performance and I, I thought it was a very good performance and it was a very positive it was probably it's a, good point. it's a great point. It's 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 slightly annoying that we're down to ninth. We're ninth in the Premier League, and we we got a point off out of Man United. And the amount, look at the amount of money they got on the pitch and the quality of the players they got. Especially, and also as of next week when we play Liverpool, which we'll come to later on the pod. But after we've played them, we'll have played all the traditional top seven, we top will. six. Yeah, oddly, I was looking at Leicester's fixture list last night. Obviously, it's my imagination, but they don't seem to have played anyone. They seem to be going through the whole season only yeah. playing West Brom. And Stoke and Southampton, they, and they've got <laughs> they've got no runs. There's no run of games where they've got a team in the top four mm. or five, followed by another team in the top four or five. Which is we seem to be constantly playing mm. t- t- top five teams, and we've yeah, I think with hindsight we've we've acquitted ourselves well. And then yesterday, it was it was a really quite dynamic performance, and I thought it was a couple of differences. I thought the midfield players. Certainly look to be playing further forward than they have been recently. Mm. The starting positions seem to be further forward. And and Zahar and Balassi seem to be, um, for a lot of the game, coming in off the wing much more than they have been in Tough the Tough one for Wolf, wasn't it, against it, United? It, it, it was, and, and, and I think he kind of... His eyes should have lit up a bit when Ashley Young came on, yeah. I think. But... He, he did. No, it was it was a tough one for him. I don't think he had his, a brilliant game, but he, I think he had a better game than he has done. Yeah, definitely. Recently, and also the, the other midfield players did get into the box a lot more. Than Do you know what I really been. liked was, and um, we've said this all season when we when we love to see Kabai a bit further forward. Yeah. He and Punchin started switching. switching. Did you notice yeah, that yeah, punch yeah, went yeah, deep, yeah. and as soon as Kabai went further forward, yeah. we were getting a little. He did that flick to Gale. Yeah, he was in and around the box, and we. I mean, I'm not saying we know what we're talking about, but we did suddenly look a bit more dynamic well, well, there. It, you know, it's really interesting because we talked about this in the pub as well because it seemed to cause, it became a bit of a debating point when we said last week that we hadn't bought Kabai as a defensive midfield player. And a lot of Palace fans were going, yeah, we did, we bought him. But we, we didn't buy him as a holding midfield player. He's never a holding midfield player, Kabai. I mean, I know he, quite often played, he played deeper for Newcastle, but he was still in a creative role. He's not a, he's not a, a, a Jedinak or a... But he has proven that he can, he can get stuck in. He can get stuck in, but he's read not. It well. He's not. He does, I'm pretty certain that's not why we paid all that money for him. You know, he can do that job. But it's, do you think it's, maybe he's just good enough to do kind of any job? Oh yeah, pretty much. Job. I mean, he's, he's a quality player. I mean, you could probably play him up front in, a, in yeah. an emergency, which is possibly something they might. Yeah, they might <laughs> think of against that. lesser opposition. But you know, and let's not, let's not forget, you go through United's team sheet. That's a that's a lot of talent on that pitch. They're yeah. all internationals. They're all good players. Smalling. Arguably less so, but he's still a. But he's having a good. To be fair, he's having a good he's season. Having a, he's having a good season. I was quite pleased they played Blind. And, and yeah, without De Gea, hmm. I mean that save from from. But I can't believe that was a save until you saw it. Yeah, the crossbar. The, the crossbar. Yeah. I mean, it was just astonishing save. But yeah. But no, all in all, I, I was pleased that fans afterwards saw it as a positive result. I think you only can, especially given the last couple of performances, which like I say weren't weren't terrible. You know, West Ham obviously yeah, the did, red card changed yeah, it, yeah. but it was important. I think maybe to, just to, for us to. To have a good performance, even if we'd lost yesterday, just to have a good yeah, performance. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, psychologically, just getting a point on the board is is 
it was a, somebody said it's a grown up result. It's yeah, a, it's yeah a, exactly. It's an adult yeah. result. It's, it's yeah. I, I don't think for a moment Pardew sends his team out to either win or lose. You'll take a point if you can get it. And that's, yeah. it, I thought what was different is that West Ham, we settled really early for a point. Yeah. And I thought yesterday United settled very early for a point and we didn't. That was the big difference. We we went we went to try and win the game, and mm. that's that's where I can see United, where United fans are, are probably upset because Van Hal talked after the Man City game when they're at home of that being a good point. He talked yesterday of it being a good point at Palace, the difficulty, and you can understand that United shouldn't be talking like that. Really, it's very un Man United, isn't it? Really yeah. un United, especially yeah against Man City. But not certainly. We haven't got to the stage yet where Man United should be going. We can't get a win at Salas Park, especially given our record against United. Absolutely. Is so bad. Well, again, that's why yesterday was so it, 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 not exciting. I suppose but why yesterday was so important for me because our record is hmm. just so bad. Two draws out of fourteen. Yeah, and yes, they normally beat us quite comfortably. Yeah. So to to do that was was good, and I think the reaction of the fans at the end indicated how. How much they realise that, and also again, it's just really nice for all that we've praised Hangerland, and I think Hangerland's a brilliant squad member. It's just you forget how I don't, I don't quite know how Delaney pulls it off sometimes, but it's just Dan and Delaney are our best yeah. centre back pairing. It's just the whatever that chemistry is between them, and I think technically, I don't think Damien Delaney would mind us saying it. I mean, probably Hangerland is technically a more competent. Footballer in terms of he's got more, of the, but yeah, he's not. He's, he, yeah, Delaney just works better for us, and he just gives it a bit of oomph and passion and mm. enthusiasm as well. That because there's such a calmness about Hangerland and mm. Dan. Sometimes Delaney making the odd mistake and and recovering from it just gives everyone a lift. But he didn't so even thought, like he doesn't even feel like he's making mistakes. No, no, he doesn't. He's just but he so just, on it, isn't he? He's just so on it, but he's, he's more sort of. With Hangerland, you can't. It's like a swan. You don't really see the, what's going on underneath. You sort of see this <laughs> serene sort of figure. Yeah. And with but with Delaney, you see all the working out. You see, you see the arms and legs playing. But it just it works. It just works. It does work. And, and obviously, Wardy was back as well yesterday. Yeah, which is a big. We just yeah, look better, don't we? Yeah, we do really. Yeah, and I think I think again, I think Kelly's done absolutely nothing wrong. But I'm, and I'm really pleased he's here. But Soiree, I think, will be yeah. straight back in. So that was pretty much our first team mm. yesterday, which is encouraging. I was also quite pleased that Liverpool beat Chelsea yesterday because I'm hoping that will make them think they're a really good team and hopefully they'll come out and have a go at us. So, well, we've got a very good yeah, record. Speaking of records, we've got a very good one against well, them recently. Well, but... do you know what? And it, it, it's kind of these things do do become important in, in a sense. Once, you've, once you get so used to not being a team... You, you kind of go out there half beaten sometimes. If you mm. if you want if you try out a ground if you look at players and you think, Jesus, we've never beaten this team. It just sets off a little bit of doubt in the back of your head, and it. So I'm hoping that that continues. But well, I've, speaking you know, of Liverpool, um, Dwight Gale yesterday back back in the starting lineup after his suspension, yeah. I I thought he had a really really good game. He was fantastic, doing everything that we said he wasn't doing before. Yeah, yeah, I can can only agree. Yeah. I can only agree. He was he was mobile. He was. Disciplined in his, I mean, there's a lot of aggression there, and he he moved he moved their centre backs about quite a lot. I mean, it was, it, it was very interesting. Yeah, he was everything that hmm. if he, it, well, some people say he was playing like that against West Ham. I couldn't see it from where I was sitting, but I think if if he'd played like I think we probably would have beaten West Ham if he'd stayed. I felt in the pitch the, and, in the West Ham game, it felt a little bit like he just his, his head wasn't quite screwed. Yeah, on. he would. He, yeah, I, and I think well, I think possibly yesterday. 
it's probably a massive confidence boost for him starting the game because I think he may have thought Bamford probably would yeah, or he might try something else. So clearly Pardew's spoken to him and yesterday he was... He was very, yeah, he was very good. When he was winning, yeah. he was winning headers against Smalling and Fellaini, and he was, yeah, which was you know something we don't give, give him credit for, really. Yeah. Well, he, league, right, he did win a couple against early on in, against West Ham because I think yesterday as well because you'd have expected him to go against Blind, but he went against Smalling more often yeah. than not. So. Yeah, but yeah, no. It, do you think this this kind of proves? I mean, it doesn't prove anything, but do you think this is a hint that actually maybe Gale could do that role up top for us or in certain games, depending on who we're playing? I... How many times have we said it? He's 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 one of the great. It's, it's the Cameron Jerome conversation. <laughs> I, I love Cameron Jerome. I, I know, but it's that it's that. Yes, I. The one thing Dwight Gale stopped doing is scoring. Is scoring goal. I mean, it's yeah. that. I, I, I know. So, well, I was going to say I sound like a stuck record, but only people over the age of fifty would understand. What <laughs> I know. I know a record. Is. Yeah, I, well, I sound like a. I'll ask you. <laughs> but, um, a scratch CD. I, yeah, I, I still think we need to judge strikers and how many goals they score. And, and, and yes, it indicates. I don't think he's out of his depth in the Premier League at all. Mm. But I still don't think we're ever going to play a system that naturally suits him. I agree, but it did look uh, but, like yesterday but, he was starting to. Yeah, and, and I think it. and I think when when uh, Wickham's fit, there will be times when we need a goal when Wickham and Gale up front together will be a, a good option. I think that'd be a great goal option. if we're a goal down. Certainly, I think Gale was a really good option. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, he, I've, yesterday was it was a kind of re, I don't know if redemption is the right word, but it was a it was a redeeming performance from him after. Well, the, it was it was confidence building for him and for the fans. He, I yeah, think a little bit. Yeah, and, and I think coming off the back of that five one as well, that was an important. Yeah. Result from I know you were there. And, it was and pretty bad. I know the second half. Everyone said the second half yeah. was pretty. Appalling. It was awful. And I, I mean, I saw the goals and it was yeah pretty appalling. But I think for all that we've been told that the League Cup's a trophy we want to win, I suspect I don't think there's <laughs> well we had a few injuries and stuff, but it was still like it was like old Palace a couple of years ago. Yeah. It was just a mess. Yeah, but we got it out of our system. FA Cup, it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, do we, uh, we, every week we talk about how good Kabai is, and he was great yesterday. And we talk about his the bite he has, you know, on the other side of his game. But was he a bit lucky not to be sent off yesterday? I didn't really see that. He was, he was, um, him and Herrera, wasn't it? Were snapping at each yeah. other the whole game. I, it looked to me like the ref was going to let him get on with it, basically. But I didn't, I didn't really see the, the and the TV didn't really pick up on it. I didn't really see what. So he basically he smashed the ball away a couple of times yeah, after being yeah, on a yellow and yeah, just looked yeah. a little bit. Pard took him off. I mean, to but, be fair, he, I think it's for Nordic Herrera because they did that horrible swan dive yeah. in the box. Yeah, they were quite niggly. They were. They, they targeted you know, they, Kabai, they, I think. They, I think they did. They, well, Pard you said that afterwards. He said there were eight consecutive fouls yeah. on him without anyone being. Yeah. He said he was talking to the fourth official all the way through, but. He got him off before he got sent off anyway, so that's... It did feel a little bit as well. Like I actually thought the referee wasn't terrible yesterday, but it did... Someone on the BBS made a good point. It, it felt like after 15 minutes, someone said to the ref, uh, you know you're refereeing Man United. Yeah. And he suddenly no, went, oh yeah, I, sorry, I, yeah, and started I, booking Palace players and letting them off. I, uh, look, technically, they're not. But of course they're not biased. Technically, they're not. But I, I don't think they would be human if they're... And we, what we need to do is stay in the Premiership long enough to become one of the elite group of clubs that get decisions. And I, and yeah. I, I do think I've noticed. I think it started with Pulis, and I think it's carried on with Pardew that we do get slightly more fifty fifties. And but yeah, Graham Pole 
Well, I've mentioned before, and I'm sorry. I apologise. He's a friend of mine. <laughs> Clang. But he's but, but he's but he's got insight, and he he just says, you know, certainly in the old days with Ferguson. But he says if you're if you're refereeing a Wenger game or a Ferguson game, and there's a decision, and it's a fifty fifty, and you replay it in your head, and you think, oh, it's fifty fifty, but fuck it, I'll give it to United. Mm. It's just not worth the hassle. He said, unless it's 51 40. And, and I, I don't blame him. I, mean, I was horrified when he said that. But yeah. if, if it's a, a meaningless free kick in the middle of the pitch, of course you're going to give it their way. And, and he said, some, it's like he said, sometimes with some players, and Rooney's one of them, the first time another player goes near him, you give him the free kick just to shut him up. Yeah. And, well, I, yeah, I, yeah. and I think there is. There, there, it's like Mourinho has, has made it part of it. It's like he was. And, and he's right. Lucas should have been sent off yesterday, and that shows what a hypocrite Clattenburg is. Because you know, twi- he did it with uh, Toure last week, and he did it with Lucas yesterday. He sent Gale off mm. for two offences, equally as innocuous, and Lucas and um, Toure stayed on. Yeah. But afterwards, that's the one for him, Mourinho. Mourinho oversaw a shambles of a performance yesterday, but went on about I can't speak because the referee, the referee should have been a second. Blah blah blah. And you can't blame referees for thinking, oh, Jesus, this is going to be so much, you're going to get true. so much more yeah. hassle. True. And there, there's still a kind of cash. And you've got, and Rooney has calmed down a lot, but you just see him all the time. He's just chirping all the time at the referee, mm. constantly. Mm. And there are times when you think, if you're a ref, you just think, either I'll, I'll be really brave and I'll send him off, or you just go, oh, I can't, I just simply, I'll give. I'll, but it would be a really bold ref, wouldn't it, to kind of butt the trend it, it, and it, it would, do something you, like you that? Know, we've seen that every time we get promoted, you see that, you know, Clattenburg. Or the top refs will be referring to the Manu and Liverpool players by their first names, and they'll be calling us number ten or hmm. number five. And and like I say, the only you kind of just have to grit your teeth and get get yourself. And we've got a manager that referees won't want to upset. Yeah. The same with Pulis, and Pulis is prowling the touchline. It's like yeah. yeah when Trevor Francis was manager, you know, I don't think any referee in the world can do it. You can only see the soles. Well, he might punch you in the nose, you could, though. You, well, just punch the keeper in the nose, yeah. But you can only see the soles of his feet, so you wouldn't worry about upsetting him. <laughs> I, thought, I thought Darmian yeah. possibly was lucky to stay on yesterday because he had a couple of chops at Wilf on I a yellow. I thought there was a couple of, yeah. But, uh, uh, you know, these things probably will even themselves out over the over the piece, but, yeah. Hopefully. Hopefully. I'd, I'd rather concentrate on, I think, we, yeah, I, th- I, was, I was definitely wrong to moan about Clattenburg so much. Because it was Gale's fault rather than in that he gave an idiot referee the chance to be an idiot. Yeah. But, but <laughs> yeah. you know, I think it's, I'd rather focus on what was good. Yeah, and there were lo- yeah. there were loads of goods. Yeah. Loads yeah. of goods. Um, but although I want to focus on one that but didn't start off as a good and became a good, was, was Balassi, who I thought was, was very quiet. And then the last 15 minutes suddenly came to life and it felt like he, he realised what to do. He was the big talking point yesterday in the pub beforehand. With some vehemence from some people that surprised me a little bit, and so many people said that they hoped that the header injury was obviously not bad, but it was a reason for Balassi to be dropped because he's become, for whatever reason, for all the it's not, it's not tinkering as such, but he's made a couple of little changes. For, you know, he's given Zahara a rest, given Zahako a rest. Mm. He's had to give go to us. Balassi is the one that's remained constant and it's hasn't particularly been justified hmm. in his performance. But and then but then yesterday out of the blue the shot that hit the bar hmm. with a brilliant the, the layoff by Dam was yeah. just fantastic. And he and he just came like I say, he just came alive. So I've again, it's it's just it's, it's, it's just 
I just, I'm just waiting for Tottenham to offer 20 million quid for him. That's, that's the, that's the coward's way out. But there is, I mean, he's, he, he's good. He can he's great. He's make brilliant. a change in games. He, but. He, he, he can, but how often? But, I know. And again, I don't want him. To, I don't want him to go. I want him to stay, but I want him to do more because he's just. And and he's. I mean, of course, he's had a he's had a bereavement, and yeah. Why wouldn't his mind be awesome? But he's just not doing what he's done before. He's but what just he's not, good at, he's good at. Knocking a ball past the defender, using his strength, and then getting it across. And then, and, 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 well, then what? Well, and then trying to get it into the that, box that, or trying that, to shoot. How many, how, more often, it's Which trying to shoot. No, but he's the thing is, Wilf beats people with his skills, and it sometimes feels like Balassi doesn't realise. Look, you're strong and you're quick. Just do it that how, way. How many of the penalties have we won deservedly? Came from Balassi. Well. None that I can think of, because that's not his game. To me, his game is being being a brute and being quick and being you know, but beasting past people, which he doesn't do. It's just really no, he doesn't do it at the moment. He's not. But uh, I I just have a lot of sympathy for those people who pay more attention than I do to stats, because when you look at the stats, the amount he's not scoring enough and not Mm. making enough, and that's. But that's it's not just him. I mean, again, we've got we're we're doing really well because we've got strikers who can't score and creative midfield players who can't create wingers who can't cross. It's got not, a lot of potential. There's, yeah, but but again, and it's it, we've said that. I mean, it's Wickham not being there clearly disrupted a lot of yeah. his planning. And we've what we've got is two brilliant wide men. We've, we we don't really know what to do because, and again, partly it's because. Goodbye and MacArthur was better yesterday, but haven't been breaking their neck to get into the box. But that's probably because they've been instructed not to. Mm. So, yeah, and because Gale's not that, Gale tends to be behind them, waiting for the pullback from the edge of the box. And so, I, I would like to, see, I would like to see what happens without Balassi. But then I suspect all he would do is put Sacco there yeah. and play, carry on playing exactly the same. Well, Sacco would just cut in from the left and start uh, yeah. shooting, wouldn't yeah, he? Yeah. So, but Balassi is. I think Balassi, reading between the lines and from what I've little snippets of gossip, wants to play up front. I don't think he's sulking, but I think he wants to play up front. Is that? All? I mean, I, I think, think we all agreed that that I'd, doesn't I'd, really I'd, work, did not we? Yeah, in the same way that Jelinek shouldn't play centre back like so, well, yeah, many, yeah, so yeah. many people seem to think. But it, it, I mean, the fact is, what's encouraging is that we are ninth now in the Premier League, and yet. I still think there's a, a really lot more to come from us. Yeah. And I think we've... I still think West Brom is the only game where all the way through we were the better team all the way through. It was even yesterday, second part of the first half, hmm. we struggled to keep up with United's possession a little bit, albeit they made nothing from it. But I think it's really encouraging that we've got such good players that aren't still just aren't quite firing, yet we're still doing so well. And, and yet so, you feel like it could at some point and... There's, there's yeah, you do, I, I feel, I feel, I want to, I feel that some, like today, I just feel, I hope that Allardyce hasn't got time, for example, to work his magic on Sunderland because I, I suspect if we score early against someone, we're going to batter someone mm. soon, basically, like we did at QPR essentially last year, we yeah. just scored six or seven, but. I, I feel that we've had a tricky run of fixtures, and I feel that we've we're coming into a Calm a bit of water, and I, I just want a good performance at good performance at Liverpool. Week off, two home games, mm. 
see if we can you know, build and get a home record. Looking These are the again. tests, aren't they, really, for a team like us? And, yeah. But yeah, this season when we've come up against mostly teams around us, no Leicester and West Ham, maybe yeah, yeah. not, but we have done okay. Yeah, and, and again, some of the results, you look at uh, Watford. Watford played West Ham off the pitch and we beat Watford at, hmm. at their place. And, you know, we yeah, West Ham were very good against us, but so that looks like, you know, Watford result was a good result. Hmm. The West, West Brom have picked up since we beat them, so that was a good result. So, we, yeah, the wins we got were against good teams, and we just, and I think if we can get something out of Liverpool, then a couple of positive results against. And then the, the games after that, and we've got a little run of fixtures of you know, teams that aren't in the top, top six, seven. It's looking all right. Yeah, it's looking, it's looking all right. It's looking great. Don't think the Premier League is looking brilliant. I think what was nice about uh, the May night game as well was that it was just normally when United come down, there's always a bit a feeling, a sort of atmosphere that feels a bit spiky. Yeah. With the whole Cantona thing and all that, and yeah, yeah. It, it all seemed to go off yesterday without any incident, and it was all fine. And the United fans went away saying, "Yeah, you deserve to win," and it was all just well, kind it, of it, it really all right, wasn't it? Considering it's just. The woman who runs the flower stall at Norbury Station was convinced that there'd been a massive mob of Man U fans. A firm, she called them. I right. said, what, what were they, A, what were they doing at Norbury Station if they were buying flowers? <laughs> but, but you're right, actually, that's a good point. There was none of that intensity. Because they're away fans. Or you'd imagine, and you go to Old Trafford and Roy Keane's absolutely right. It's There's no atmosphere at Old Trafford. Mm. But their away fans are... Yeah. And last season it was a bit unpleasant. Unpleasant. Yeah. I think there's a generational thing that, that I people still get bemused when I I because every time I hear Cantona's name mentioned I have to say overrated French ponds. Yeah. Who should still be in prison. But Yeah, fair enough, yeah. Yeah, I, I do that on football talk shows now or talking head shows and the younger people would just go, Well, he's a genius together but mm. there was you know, a man died in a fucking Yeah. yeah there, so there isn't there's a reason for there to be I think a lot of United fans don't don't realise that. Yeah, but. There, there's a reason for it to be that. Well also people younger Palace fans and also Palace as a club don't want to dwell on that period anymore. But we were, I don't know how Man United managed to pull that off, but somehow their, their PR department, because we came out of that as the villains of yeah. the piece, we came out of that, we were one of the few clubs that for, for years before that had had a, a, a genuine hardcore of local young black players and somehow we were turned into the villains of that piece. And yeah. it was, that, that was what, I was outraged by that, I was still outraged by that, but you know, they were different times and, and we're a different club now and I think, as each year goes by, we've got a new generation of fans who simply won't. Well, they won't remember who he is, and they won't remember what mm. what caused the problems. And it will just become an increasingly interesting footnote in history. And I think, and I think also partly, I think United fans at the moment are slightly anaesthetised by what they're watching on the, <laughs> the pitch, dross, well, by yeah. the, basically by the yeah. lack of the lack of attacking intent. But yeah, there wasn't that that yeah because yeah, last couple of seasons you kind of turn your collar up a little bit and, exactly yeah. you know, when you're getting on a train you're kind of yeah. looking for familiar faces but it didn't feel it was like all that. it was all fairly kind no. of normal and pleasant yesterday yeah. which which was good and on another day Palace would have won and it would have been the perfect yeah perfect yeah, yeah, day yeah. Um, good okay great let's wrap up part one there in part two we've got questions from our lovely listeners so join us in a bit Hello, listeners. Welcome back to the Five Year Plan podcast. Hey, hey, hey! Help, <laughs> help! Hey. It's sponsored uh, by. <laughs> that's the lawyer. That's the lawyer. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah. should have that on top. Um, pod one five five. 
sponsored by Vector Printing for all your print and embroidery needs. Go to vector.co.uk. That's Vector Wither. K. 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 And JCIS, the global research and brand consultancy from South London. Visit jc-is.com. Uh, Don't tell me I should have done that at the top. See, I'm working really hard to do (laughs) three men's work. Sorry. Sorry. Just. No, I'm enjoying enjoying them. And I think you actually, you're you're doing better impressions of Anderson Street Mm. than them themselves when they're here. Well, I can't do the facial expressions because people can't see them. Doesn't work on a sour, glaring at his iPad screen, occasionally, <laughs> occasionally looking up to mumble something. And Ender's just looking happy to be here. He's just, just point. He points at light bulbs a lot of the time, doesn't he? That's his, that's his big thing. I don't know, what, I don't know where he lives, but he he's just, hadn't seen him before he moved down. So. I saw him get on an escalator once. It was just wonderful watching. Him. <laughs> just he's like Peter Griffin discovering something new. <laughs> right. Questions from our listeners. Um, the first one's from Kevin Childs. Hi, Kevin. And he says, uh, was that the worst, comma, dull, comma, uninspiring Man United team we've ever seen at Selhurst? I would say yes, except I don't think they were much better the last time we saw them, when they beat us 2-1, March, April yeah. this year. When, when Punch scored the free kick. When Punch scored the free Fellaini. kick. And they, Fellaini fouled yeah. Julian. Well, he sort of pushed, pushed Damo into Julian yeah, or something, didn't he? Yeah, it? good to see Julian back on the bench, by the way. Yeah. Despite everything we said last week about he'd probably never play for a league, <laughs> league game for Palace again. Proves that we um, I've, I, I've, I think that United performance, because they'd arguably had better players that day, and I think that was probably as uninspiring. Yeah. Yesterday was pretty... I, I, I think the answer is yes, but I, don't think, I still don't think that should take away from... No, no, I agree. Yeah, even a, a lifeless Man United team. I, th- I mean, I feel for, just as an England fan, you kind of feel... And there are people, I can't remember, it was on some phone or something, because it kind of went viral when someone just went, if he plays Rooney up front again, that's proof that yeah. Van Hole can't. But Van Hole, just on his record, not just his reputation, he's one of the best managers in football, mm. and he's got some really good players there. And oh, I think it's been a while since the United, that, the Moises United didn't really sit. And I, I think also United are starting to believe the. Paul Scholes, you couldn't get a word out of him for 15 years. <laughs> yeah. And now the fucker won't shut up. <laughs> and it's, it's all just, bad, isn't and it? And it's all bad. And yeah. the, the others are all kind of... I mean, what a fantastic team they were, but they're, they're rewriting their own myth mm. as we speak. To, they're, they're, they're reminding people that they're a much better team than they actually... Mm. And they, of course they won the Champions League. They were a great side to watch. They genuinely were a great side to watch. But they need to shut up and let the current team get on with it because... All they're doing is making you know it's 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 like it's like bright and bright and it's it's equivalent to those two on a constant weekly basis saying mm. Palace aren't very good mm. and you know God love illegitimate Ian right <laughs> <laughs> he's not we know he's not he's for the purposes of the song but even even he in his yeah, God, I love his attempts to try and prove that he's a Palace fan as well as an Arsenal fan. I think he would, he's always. I, I think he would believe. He genuinely believes he, he would, is both. He would never. He would never criticize. And if he had to, even when he when he criticizes Arsenal, he, you could see he does it almost through tears. And the rest of the time, he's really positive and upbeat. And mm. and so is Brighton when he talks about Palace, mm. really positive and upbeat. And for the most part, and why wouldn't it be ex Palace players? Well, we haven't got a golden age to hop back to. Well, we kind of have, but you know, I've yet to see Jim Cannon. Mm. Constantly going on talk talk to hop back to 1979, <laughs> Kenny Sampson going on about what yeah, you know, but but United aren't being helped by their ex players. They really aren't being helped by them, and I think they 
they do need to shut up. I think it's a bit ungracious, especially Paul Scholes. But Scholes spent 20 years refusing to talk to the press afterwards and saying, you know, all that, well, what happens in the dressing room stays in the dressing room. And now suddenly he's, well, just, now he's just making up for it. Yeah, and now he can't stop. And it's not, it's not all that interesting. It's not a lot of insight. It's just that we were better than the current team. And it's just, I don't think that helps. But I do worry about Rooney because Rooney... Mm. Really, kind of looks like he's lost that bit of even that that one bit of that Marshall's through ball yesterday. I think three years ago he would have bet on him getting there before. United really wanted that the other way around, and didn't they? Yeah, they, well, they did actually. That's a really good point. Thinking about it, but but having said that, that shouldn't detract from the fact that we we beat we didn't beat them. No, so it feels like we did, but it we does, got, yeah. but we it doesn't detract from the fact that we got a point. Against a team, and they did. They beat Everton three 0 the last away. Yeah, yeah. I should keep they're still a good out. team. Of course, they're a good team. But and we did. We did really well against it's them. It's just that he, his, his methods have been effective so far. They're not good to watch, but they're, yeah. they are effective. They are getting the results. They are. Yeah, I mean, Arsenal blew them away, but they for the rest of that game they recovered. The thing is that that kind of uh, anti-football, if you will, because it is quite boring, has worked for Mourinho, isn't it, in the Premier League before? So you kind of maybe well, that trying to do that I, as well. I, I think also I've on a bound to point out it worked for Pulis and it worked. It, yeah, you know, I, I, you know, if I if we weren't a Palace fan, we wouldn't cross the road to see Palace play football under Pulis. And West Brom, oh, yeah. West Brom, the football they played against us was awful as well mm. so it's at least with Man United you're watching decent players play a horrible but isn't it so nice that now we are the antithesis of that we're trying to play some really nice stuff yeah we are but sometimes I think sometimes there needs to be a time when we don't yeah there are, there are occasions when that oh there was one when punch in the first half yeah, tried yeah. to dribble around yeah, yeah. outside the own box but well you saw I mean that just the, the my highlight of the week was Andy Carroll trying to dribble his way out of, <laughs> and it's giving that goal away against Watford which was just yeah hilarious just, but anyway, good question. It was a good question. Sorry, yeah. Yeah, we went off track a bit, but that was good. Um, Jack Pierce is the next question. Hi, Jack. Hello, Jack. And his question says, having conceded, conceded six against Everton, how certain is it that Sunderland will beat us in a few weeks' time? Almost <laughs> Come nailed, on, almost, Jack. No, Jack, almost, <laughs> almost nailed on is the answer to that. <laughs> it's, um, I, we, I think Allardyce, I really think he's got his work cut out. It's mm. just, it's, same with whoever takes over at Villa. It just it's just something wrong. And, and Sunderland, all right, they played all right first half, but it's, and they got two goals back. Which they didn't look like doing, but as soon as that third one, they just went to pieces. And it's just, I mean, the good news is that he can't buy any new players between now and when they play us. And I just, it, and even he conceded in the first half against Newcastle last week. Newcastle last week, they were. Atrocious, mm. they were really poor. Yeah, they were, yeah. And defensively today, they were just all over the place. And what was interesting is that Bournemouth, Bournemouth were terrible in the first half today, really, really poor. But yet, they came out in the second half and how made a couple of changes, brought um, the uh, Stanislaus on, and they took Southampton apart in the second half. They should have got something from that game. Mm. But Sunderland, you can't see that can't see that happening to Sunderland you can't the thing about can't. teams like Sunderland and, and Villa and this is where it differs from us when we were under pressure is they, they have such expectation from the fans and we why, never did that as I'd, Palace fans I'd, but why, why, why Villa should have it, it kind of i got a couple of mates with Villa season ticket holders and it kind of saddens me when you go to Villa Park because there's a there's a malaise about a place it's just such an unhappy place to go hmm. especially when you go there as a neutral and it's just like and then you sit there 
and all round the ground they've got the commentary from when they won the FA, uh, the European Cup in 1981 they've got the words of the commentator wrapped around the whole ground and it's like it's great that you won the European Cup it's 1981 yeah it, it's like we've got the the you know, the commentary for Pardew's goal yeah wrapped around the ground it's like you you need to get over it because there's no re- there's no reason Newcastle fans Sunderland fans there's no reason for them to have expectations hmm. why would Newcastle fans have expectations hmm. Because we're the two. So you, well, you haven't won anything since the 90s. Doesn't United. stop you going down, does it? Doesn't stop you going. You're not. There's no reason. There's no evidence to prove that you should be in the yeah. top half of the table, let alone top six. But and but Villa have got that. Sunderland have got that. And the trouble is, of course, if you're not in the Premier League next year, you're missing out on billions. We feel like we say this every season, and, don't we? It, but next year is, is the real big, the big is hike. It? Next year is the real big hike. The new money comes in. And that desperation sets hold. And, and with Allardyce already talking last week, rightly so, saying that, you know, 50 people will lose their jobs here, that can't happen. Oh, my God. I thought, well, don't put that pressure on the players <laughs> as well, because, A, I'd be surprised if any of them were that fast. But, B, yeah, I think if you if you said to Damien Delaney, mate, if we go down, 50 people will lose their job, he'd be... Yeah. I don't think he'd kick a ball properly again, because he wouldn't want that, yeah. that pressure. So, I, I just... I, it's, it's it's strange, isn't it? Because even the last two seasons, you'd go, Christ, we have to beat Sunderland and Newcastle, they're must-win games. And now, for the first time ever, you kind of look at those, you go, oh, I think we should beat them. Well, yeah. I expect to beat them, but they're not must-win games. But we only need a couple more wins, and we're I'll, I'll be happily say those two teams can't catch us up. Mm. So I, I, even now, I can't see Villa... I don't see how Villa can make up a 12-point gap on us, which with the goal difference is 13 points. I simply can't see... Any circumstances, bar Pardew getting the England job and Mullery being forced out of retirement to take, <laughs> over, to take over, I can't see any circumstances where Villa can can bridge that gap on it. And it's it's already, and again, it's partly to do with the fact that I'm not, I don't think any of us thought Watford would do this well. I, I thought all three of them would be maybe mm. the ones. Well, Leicester especially has Le- been and I keep crazy. I, 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 I just keep. Well, I don't know what I keep. Just want bad things to happen to them. I keep I mean, they will, them. they will at some point. They'll have a, they'll have a yeah, And they are, they are, I reluctantly can see they are exciting to watch. But I just think, I know Vardy's scoring goals, but Jesus, has it come to this as an England <laughs> fan that we're talking about Jamie Vardy? He used to play for Fleetwood. You know, <laughs> Where like, everyone's got to start somewhere. Yeah, they do, they do, yeah, but he's not as good as Shearer. He's not as no, good he's as having a hot run He's having right a hot now. run yeah. and he's enjoying himself and, yeah. and good and luck to them. And it is, it is good to see different teams yeah, up there. It is. It, 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 it genuinely is, but... It also means that the teams that, you know, Sunderland fans at the start of the season would have been looking at would have been going Leicester, mm. Norwich, Watford, Bournemouth, West Brom. We'll, we'll finish above them. And I just can't see God, that. When was the last time three promoted teams stayed up? Has that ever happened? I don't think it has. I think two have stayed up, but I can't. I think, I, I, again, I'd be amazed. I can't. Bournemouth. I've got, I mean, they have got money, but they've they've got four big players out. Yeah. You'd imagine that one of Sunderland, Newcastle, Villa will spend enough in January. I, but I, again, I don't know. But they, they're they're certainly in trouble. Mm. Um, Stoke are having a pretty torrid time as well. Which would Swansea, Swansea, Swansea are struggling a little bit. I think they are, but I think they're too good a team to. Well, no, 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 no
Yes, I can't remember what the question was. But it's Me a good neither. Question. Anyway, great, we're going great, to... Great question. Good, some good questions. Led on to good, good conversation. Well, yeah, yeah. Was, that's what's what happening tonight. Because, oh, you delete the question as soon as you no, read it. No, the question was, uh, oh yeah, will Sunderland beat us in oh, a yes, few weeks' yes. time? Oh they, yeah, of course they will. Yeah, they, of course, yeah, of course yeah, they will. Obviously. Well, hopefully, I mean, I imagine that's a game that Conor Wickham would be targeting. Yeah, that's good. That's about right, yeah. Because he... I think, did he score? No, I don't think he scored against us, but he had a really good game against us. At Sellers when Celeste, they beat us. I know when Poy was still in charge, it was one of yeah. his only, it's an evening game, wasn't it? Yeah. And Wickham played really, really well and we couldn't come yeah. to grips with him, which I, I think he'd probably be targeting that game. Yeah. And I, I, I suspect that Wickham, I wonder what, because Bamford, I, I, I thought Bamford would figure from the start so they got that wrong. Well, he played in midweek, didn't he? And he did. And didn't do brilliantly, but he came against tough Leicester game. and did a right. Did okay, and, and yeah. Just, I still don't think we're going to see much from him. To be I honest, I think we'll, I think we might see enough of him. So that Chelsea don't bring him back, which is what they're threatening to do. Mm. But there again, I, I think Mourinho's got other things on his mind at the moment. Yeah, uh, but yeah, yes. yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. Next question is from David Fraser. Hi, David. He says, given the massive prices of the Rugby World Cup tickets, what is the most you would pay to watch Palace? Depends in what game. Yeah, and what the circumstances were really Champions League final in I, you know in 2018 when we get there I, I just think you'd pay what credit cards are for, you'd pay, <laughs> pay, you'd, I, I don't yeah I'd like to be you know I don't know how you know obviously 350,000 scousers managed to get into every game <laughs> so yeah. they claim it's, it's a very actually it's a very good question and it it should widen into a debate about ticket prices at football matches, but there's only two of us, so you can't, you can't really do that. Um, it's interesting, though, isn't it? Is that the thing is that the frustrating thing is, of course, how few tickets would be available. And I'm, I'm actually quite just realising we are having a potential conversation about us being in the Champions League final. <laughs> we are literally talking about yeah. what could happen. Why not? Yeah, Dream um, big. Yeah, uh, a lot of... The, well, you know what? In our own luck, it would be the, the one year the Champions League finals in Ukraine. <laughs> yeah. Basically, with an 11 o'clock at night kickoff. We'd still be there. During a plane strike. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Do you know what? I still. I, the Intertoto Cup doesn't count, but I, I've been a Palace fan for many. Well, f- f- a lot. A lot. Since a lot. the early 70s, a lot. And I've seen us play the old friendly against. Continental teams. I saw an Anglo-Italian Cup game mm-hmm. when I was a kid, apparently. But if if I ever get to see Palace in Europe, I just I just have this dream one night. I just want it. I want it to be Anderlecht. I just want to go to Belgium. No, nowhere too fancy. Yeah, not but too far. Either. Not too far. Not too fancy. But just five thousand Palace fans somewhere. I just got this image of a lovely continental square. Yeah. Just hundreds of friendly Palace fans. A summer game or like an, an, yeah, well, it'd be an early autumn York, early game. In York, yeah. A group game in nice New York. Nice sunny league. evening. Yeah. Well, a few beers. Just love, yeah. I'm, I'm too total. And, and now, everyone, but, you know. everyone would be, hey, since when? Uh, since, since this week. Yeah. Uh, no, 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 no. It's too, completely, uh, completely on my own decision. But yeah, gone, gone uh, too Is it antibiotics again? I so I'd be, having, <laughs> I'll be, I'll be having peppermint tea or something. But it would, it would be. It would be lovely. Yeah. Yeah, and it's not I, I, it's not beyond the realms of possibility, but I've that would be brilliant getting into something like the. I think we'd pay, we'd pay whatever. I think surely we'd have to. I think I think Mrs. Day's only a room away. I'll go and, I'll go and ask her <laughs> out of the blue. Oh, so, well, we could. I mean, we could, we, could, we could dip into the Vector and JCIS account. We could. Yeah, if we took <laughs> that's Vector what with us. That's what it's there for. Yeah. Yeah. 
that would be yeah the big days good another good question I've only um, been to one I've been to one final, was it the final of Euro 2000 was it in Portugal no in Holland Oh yeah, I think Finals. it was. Yeah, no, sorry, yeah. Which that was, was um, France, Italy, which was which was which was brilliant. I just the thought of seeing Palace anywhere in It'd be amazing. Even somewhere in Slovenia would be or Liechtenstein, that'd be great. Well Slovenia, yeah. that, that part yeah. of the world's supposed to be the next up and coming holiday yeah, destination. Nice. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. We'll get, I don't know how I know that. We'll get Endicott in a cable car halfway <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it'd be allowed in one of those. Um, <laughs> right, next question is from Carl Mortimer. Hi Carl. Not the Carl Mortimer. Who's the Carl Mortimer? Look it up. Ex Palace player, ex Charlton player. Really? Yeah. I don't think so. Right. But maybe. Who knows? Yeah. Um, he says, "When do we realistically, which is a word we do not use often on the pod, but we'll go with it, think we can achieve forty points?" I'm glad somebody's asked that question, coming so soon after the Champions League final <laughs> question. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of indicates the two level. I, I, I think we can get. Looking at the fixtures, I think we can. I think we can look at five wins before Christmas. I mean, we've got another ten, eight, nine. Especially with the big, counted, the big guys out of the way. I counted last night. We got. I think we got ten games before. The, I, I think we could have. I think we could have thirty. I think we could get five wins. I think we could have thirty-one points by. Yeah. We might only have sixteen, but I think. I I don't think it will take forty points to be honest, um, but. And do you know what's interesting last night? Everyone watching match today, and again on the goals on Sunday this morning, and it's an indication of how everyone's slightly taking us for granted a little bit at the moment. Because everyone was talking about how brilliantly Watford have done. Everyone's going, oh, Watford are brilliant. Look, they've got 16 points already. They're almost safe. You know, well, we're above them. Hmm. Everyone's going, West Ham has just set the world on fire. They're just West Ham are just amazing. They're only four points ahead of us. Hmm. And so it's kind of like... It's it's almost like we've reverted back to we possibly candidates for going lower down. It's like we just seem to be taken for granted that we're there. But is it is it taken for granted in the fact that everyone kind of almost now expects Palace just to be around there? I think maybe, or maybe they're just assuming that that won't. They just yeah, maybe they just expect us to, to be yeah. all right. And and yeah, I, we, I mean it wasn't really a blip. We had two disappointing results against two teams that were doing really really but well it's but it's nice that we responded because we've always yes, is, said, we've said before in the pod about oh Pardew has these runs of defeats yes, and wins yeah, yeah. so it's I nice th- to stem think, that I don't know how it, how it will feel it, I really will find I mean if we were to get I don't know when you declare yourself safe from relegation I mean, that's <laughs> when it's math, I know when I do yeah. it's mathematically I'm, and I still I'm still really regretting I wish I hadn't said it after the West Brom game I wish I hadn't said we're not going down <laughs> I still really regret that, but I think it's going to be really—it's going to be a really strange feeling because mm. we've had seasons in the past in the championship where you know by December you're not going anywhere, down yeah. or up, and yeah. it's just dull. Yeah, but it's going to be really odd if we get halfway through January and we suddenly go, oh, "We got forty points." But then, but then you, you look up, you look, you, you do, look you look up, next... and it'll be great. I mean, but then it'll be really—it would be really weird to be yeah. going. To, to be honest, the way the league's going at the moment, if you get forty points by January, whatever, you you probably are looking you, you, at the top of the are, table. But I think what's the big test then is that you, and I'm sure it, it won't be a problem. It's just keeping that enthusiasm up. Hmm. It's it's that because in the last two years, again, people really forget. I Pardew, for me, Pardew's achievement was every bit as good as Pulis's. Every bit as good as Pulis's hmm. Pardew's achievement. People are overlooking what. 
how bad we were in Pardew. It was better for me. It was better than Pulis. But, but it happened quicker. But yeah. but we've had two seasons of the second half of the season being amazing, being yeah. fantastic, and somehow the Pulis one did feel more like a cup run, and Pardew's one didn't have quite that same intent. But it's still brilliant. It's still fantastic to putting those wins together. Maybe because it was our first season on the Pulis, and maybe, we were so bad. Maybe, and but, but it's just like it's going to be really weird not having that. Yeah. Well, unless we now have a terrible run well, before yeah, Christmas. Even, even so. But it'd have to be awful. I just, I just can't still, see it happening. No, I can't. We, we, we feel more so, solid now, don't we? We're just so far ahead of where we were points-wise. Yeah. Anyway. So, but yeah, that's a, it's a good... But I would... I would possibly end of January, but that'd be great, wouldn't it? That'd be amazing. Be fantastic. Be that'd perfect. Be really, and yeah. again, it would be talk every year about progress. That'd be another step towards whatever yeah, next level uh, we're going uh, to, course, wouldn't it? Of course it would be. be fantastic. Yeah. Okay, next question is from Ben Silverstein. Hi, Ben. He says, when will one of our strikers score a goal in the Premier League? And I'm going to roll it out, but let's see if we can guess which striker will score our next goal. Well, hmm. In open play, um, yes. I think Kibai's going to end up as our top scorer. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's say open play striker. So you got you got the, well, Gale the, or... the flippant answer is if I knew the answer to that question, I wouldn't say it out loud. I'd go straight to, <laughs> yeah. straight to Paddy Power. And put, um, I uh, I uh, I think it's probably more likely to be against Sunderland than it is against Liverpool. Liverpool. Hmm. Uh, I don't know. I just hope it's. I hope it's soon. It's but it's a good question, and of course it's an area for debate. And I think I mean Gale. Gale hasn't. I mean the thing is, if you take recent games out of the equation, Gale's scoring record in the Premier League isn't mm. isn't bad. It's just he tends. And I think I I, I think I'm not making this up. I'm sure. <laughs> no, right. it, it seems to me that he tends to score his goals. Less he scores fewer goals when he starts a game when he's got the responsibility, hmm. but that might be pub logic. I don't know. Uh, I, I, I I could agree with that. I don't know, but it's it's clearly an issue that we need to score. We we need to score more goals and we need to score goals from open players. It's simple as that. But in the meantime, as we said earlier, we're still doing really really well without. It's not you actually are doing very well if you're, if you're not scoring well, you goals and yeah. you're still. Well, think about how well we could be doing if we did have a striker it, up there it, scoring exactly. regularly. And I I still think. I don't know if it will be Charlie Austin, but I suspect that we will we will bring a striker in, yeah, or another striking option. And but see, because I don't think I think we'll, when Wickham comes in, I think we'll be having the same debate about Wickham that we had about Cameron Jerome and about Gales. And I'll be saying everyone will be saying shut up, Granddad. And I'll be saying we know what a record is, let alone what sticks. And I'll be saying well, Wickham we need a striker to score goals. We score goals. <laughs> That's, it's a good. It's a good question. Can, well, good, shall we? Shall we? Shall we try and guess then the next strike? I'm going to say Gale Sunderland. No, okay. I tell you what, I'm not actually. It's going to be a big romantic story. Uh, Wickham. Yeah. Start against Sunderland. Score against five minutes. Get injured again. Not score again. <laughs> that's, what, that's what I'm going for. Okay, I'm going to go that's because specific as going to be. That's very specific. Yeah. And if you could put money on that, you should put money on yeah. that. But I'm going to go for Gale against Liverpool. Okay. From, from open play. Okay. Given his recent. Okay. Record against them. Good. Um, I think we should end the questions there. Okay. Very good questions this week, they listeners. Were, indeed. Um, very, very good indeed. Uh, part three, we're going to look forward to our trip to Liverpool uh, next Sunday. So join us in a bit. Hello. 
Hello, listeners, and welcome back to the final part of this week's FYP podcast. Hooray! Hooray. Hooray. Street's gone. He's gone. <laughs> He's got bored already. Um, it's Pod 155, and it's sponsored by JCIS, the global research and brand consultancy from South London. Visit jc-is.com and Vector Printing for all your print and embroidery needs, whatever they may be. Visit vector.co.uk, and that's Vector with a K. K. What, what do you mean, whatever they might be? Well, people, I mean, you I know, mean, embroidery. People, some people might, in fact, I got told the other day that someone uh, had ordered a big Vector uh, order off the back of the pod. Oh, wow, really? So, yeah, so whoever that was, you are welcome, and we hope you enjoy whatever you've Oh, I wonder ordered. what it got embroidered. I don't know, or printed. Oh, it's more like to be printing. Than Probably printing. I feel yeah. like I, I feel like more people are going to print these days than embroider. Yeah. I feel you. You talk about embroidering a lot. I think I do. You're yeah, more I of an embroidery fan. Than... I think forgetting it was an age thing, isn't it? Was, <laughs> I was brought up with tapestries. Really? Are you okay? That's yeah. all we had is before they had live football. We just got a tapestry. <laughs> Three weeks later, you got a slow motion tapestry of the game. <laughs> Good. Well, that's uh, what used, they used to do in the twenties and thirties. They used to do the game in cartoon form. Really. Yeah, you'll see a lot of them. They're quite easy to see a lot of them on the web. They're fascinating. They're current advertisers. So on the on the Friday, they'd have a cartoon graphic illustration of the the last week game against Bradford North. Well, Bradford. Like, like, a, like a sort of comic strip yeah, yeah. thing, really? Yeah, yeah. So, so it it'd, be, it'd be a cartoon of one of the players. So it'd be like a picture of a charabang drawing up at a northern ground with some fog <laughs> and a man outside with a flat cap and a whip here. <laughs> and it will say the usually friendly welcome. And then it will have yeah. a picture of the net... Bulging. cartoon of a net bulging and some... <laughs> There'll be a pun. Yeah, they're the player called Albert Pigeon, and they'll be so. But they're really, yeah. they're really charming, and that's. The, but most papers did that. They used to sort of recreate the game. In oh, I think that should bring it. Wasn't there a newspaper yeah. recently that got banned? It was like in Swindon or something. They got banned from reporting on Swindon, so they did that. They did cartoons of all did the they? goals. It's, well, yeah, they should bring it back. It's a good idea. People forget how it wasn't that long ago that we. I remember when we beat Wrexham four two in nineteen seventy seven away mm-hmm. to yeah. go up. Just. You crowded around one transistor radio. There's no, hmm. it wasn't on tele. And then when teletext came in, wow! Oh, teletext that was the future. That, that was <laughs> but, the future. But I mean, it's so easy. It's so easy now to access, not just the results, but dodgy feeds for every. Well, all every the goals on Twitter. Like yeah, on, yeah. There's vines yeah. of them within thirty seconds. Yeah. Or whatever. What a what a time to be alive. Holograms next. Oh, I can't wait for that. <laughs> um, so it's Liverpool away next yeah. game uh, before the international break. Um, we got a question from. Uh, one of our listeners, which I've, which I've put into this part. I know you don't like yeah, it when I do that, but yeah. you know we've got to mix it up sometimes. Yeah, it's, it's, it's clever producing. It's good. It is. Yeah. It is. Oh, thanks. Um, and it's from one of my favourite named listeners to the podcast, which is Doctor Awake Stephen. Hi, Doctor. <laughs> just, Hi, doctor. just brilliant. real doctor, or just like a fully qualified pub doctor like me? I think possibly pub doctor because his Twitter handle doesn't have the doctor in it. Uh, his Twitter name does. Uh, okay. So, but it's a great, it's a great name. Twitter wouldn't let, let him have the doctor. Uh, and Doctor Awake. I'm probably saying that wrong. Um, says, how many goals will Gale score on, on Saturday <laughs> against Liverpool? Um, it's, um, it, it's amazing how quickly Palace-Liverpool has become a thing. Hmm. And it's it's now one of the must-see fixtures on the... And that's only in two seasons, less yeah. than. Um, because, of the, because of the 3-3? I think so. But even then it felt like there's been a bit of... Recent history, and then a couple. Of, I don't know. Well, I suppose you had the nine nil in the background and the four three, hmm. but I think yeah, pretty much the three three, and then us beating them under Warnock, hmm. and then supporting Stephen Gerrard's party. Hmm. Uh, 
and, and the thing is with Klopp is that Klopp's a massive student of English football so he'll know all about that and mm-hmm. he'll know about Palace and I think for the first time in Palace he'll see he'll be able to say to his team that's what I'm talking about I think because so far we've talked about what, what I don't think what Klopp would have expected is that the sort of intensity he revels in, he talks about that high-energy football, pretty much every game in the Premier League is like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, even you know, Southampton away last, last week, they not quite as much, but they still press quite high. Chelsea, not so yesterday, but I think this will be the first time when Klopp gets his first real, real experience of a passionate, intense team mm-hmm. that really go out to Anfield and go at them. And I'm not sure whether that will play into his hands or not. I think... I think yesterday's result is a misleading one for them, albeit it was hilarious being in the Porsons watching yeah. John Terry visibly write his retirement note, which wasn't was was a little bit poignant and sad as well, really. But something, there's something wrong with Chelsea, and I hope I hope Liverpool get carried away with that result because there's still very much a work in progress. I don't think they will, though. I don't think Klopp will let them he, do that. I don't that. think so, but I think, I think he'll relish... I think he'll relish Palace coming there, and, and I think he'll pretty much... I think he'll, he'll think he knows what we're going to do, and I think he'll want us to do it, but I still think he'll find it harder to... Mm-hmm. And again, it's Liverpool... You know, you, you go in there with that little bit of uncertainty, and I know Klopp will be aware of that, but... As I say, it's 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 you know we were talking about this in the League Cup draw. Those of us are old enough to remember when Shrewsbury were our bogey team, mm-hmm. and now here we are, and we're talking about Palace starting to become a team that Liverpool don't want to yeah. don't want to face. And I, I think it's going to be really. I think it's a really potentially really interesting game, and and I I still I'm more. Optimistic, probably than I would be if we before going to Watford, for example, just because I just know it's a game we'll be up for, and because I know that we we are still cut out for playing away from home. I know, I think Pardew was a little bit shocked at the lack of intensity in the Leicester performance, mm. and I don't think that will happen again. Uh, so I think it's potentially a really, really good game. I, I think, think Palace are a sort of team that someone like Jurgen Klopp actually might have a lot of respect for because we play a team, we've got the fans that base themselves yeah, from German fans. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, I think you would like a club like Palace. I, I think you will. I have this, um, I wouldn't say fantasy, I wouldn't say it, I'd go as far as say, but I, I do have this, I have this hope, I've got this vision of, of Klopp afterwards talking about that's what brought him to mm. the Premier League. Because certainly Mourinho has always had that about Palace, and yeah. I think, and I think, I think the Palace fans, as always, will do a remarkable job. At despite mm. the fact that Palace fans shouldn't be expected to go to Liverpool at four o'clock on a Sunday afternoon, yeah. and Liverpool and vice versa. It's just something's got to be sorted it's out. Not as bad as Sunderland. Both and Sunderland games just, are Monday and Tuesday. It's just it's insane. It's just insane, and it's just something needs to to be done about about that. It's mm. just. They, they've got to be. It, they need to be spread out those fixtures, but it's just wrong. The last train home from Liverpool is like an hour after it's, full it's time. Or well, something how the Sunderland fans been? How the Sunderland fans been? It's only well, commercial drive. Exactly. It? Yeah. It's, it's just. It's insane. It's it's got to be. It's got to be sorted out. It's like that ludicrous time we played Sunderland on Boxing Day. It's just like yeah. It's got to stop. But 
that won't stop Palace fans being fantastic up there. And I yeah. think, I, and I'm, you know, I, I do have to say, I've got this just after this vision of Klopp afterwards, you know, saying we were the better team, but what a good game. But yeah. I think, I think when Klopp, I think there is literally that will be, that's the sort of circumstance he'd have been thinking of. Hmm when he's talked about wanting to come to the Premier League and what he loves about the Premier League because there will be a lot of colour and enthusiasm and energy and we will we'll have a go at them, simple as that. And I think Pardew is, will be sensible enough to know that they are still quite vulnerable at the back and that we can get in amongst them and that I don't think they've suddenly become a goal machine. I just think Chelsea's back forward. I don't, I don't feel like the Liverpool have really probably been tested, I don't think, really. No, not under Klopp. No, not at all. under no, Klopp, no, yeah, no, sorry. No, no, not at all. Because this even, will be the first even, one. Because I even think. Southampton, as I say, Southampton don't play that sort of intense pressing game. They do, they do get in amongst you, but they don't. Um, you know, they played Bournemouth the other night. Bournemouth had a lot of injuries. Chelsea just weren't very good. Mm. Tottenham away. You know, Tottenham were a proper test, and Liverpool faded very badly for the second half. So, I think this is a real test for them. Mm. And I think, perversely, I have to say, I'm more optimistic about going in than I probably was before. Um, in terms of starting lineup. Uh, assuming Suarez is back, would we drop him in for Kelly and, and leave it as that from from Saturday? I I I think so. I mean, I think Kelly had a bit of a Tory time first half and he got booked in there. I think, but mm. yeah, I think I think Suarez for Kelly would be our starting lineup um, with the proviso that I would be perfectly happy for Kelly to start anywhere on the back four. I don't think mm. he deserves anything but praise. To be perfectly honest, he's been great for us. He's he's a I'm a big fan. He's just a he's a what he is is a really good defender. Now, unfortunately, there are some Palace fans who who see Soiree on the other side bombing up and down in a much more flamboyant style, and yeah. that's not part of Kelly's game. Exactly. There are people who think that you know, it's, but Gary Neville says the first thing a right back's got to do is defend, and it's that's kind of become a bit unfashionable. But Kelly's a very good defender. Mm. Doesn't add much going forward, but that's fine by me. I'm. I just want a really good defender first and foremost. So. He's a centre back for me. Yeah, he's from from most of us. I think he probably will be eventually. But but I think yeah, I think Soiree for for Kelly would be the logical. And Balassi in Sacco maybe I or just, I can't see him. I just can't see him dropping. I don't see why he would. Would, would drop you now. drop him if you were pards? No, I think I think there were. That's no. I, I think there were enough glimpses on Saturday yesterday. To show he's possibly getting back to where he mm. was. So certainly towards the end of the game. So, yes. Yeah. So I think I'd be amazed. I'd be amazed if he didn't play him now because he had his excuse with a head injury. You could have. Mm. Yeah. yeah. That would have been a very well. He had a, his excuse when his father passed away. Yeah. That would have been a reason, not an excuse. It would have been a reason. But I'd be amazed if it wasn't the same yeah. starting lineup unless Wickham's fit. But even then, I don't think he was. Starting, I don't think so. he's going to be. No. And they're talking about three or four weeks before that. Maybe. Yeah. But. So yeah, I'd be I'd be really amazed of it. And Gale's got a good scoring record against Liverpool as well. So. And I think he earned he's earned a start after yeah, Saturday. Yeah, yeah, he has. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And Hennessy and goal still done all right, isn't he? I, I, again, I can't see. I I don't. Again, there was some debate again in the Porson's arms. I don't see where the debate is. Hennessy's Pardew's. I I think even if Sparrow's fit, Pardew. I don't see what. I can't see anything that, Spar- that Hennessy's well, done that would make you say he shouldn't be playing. Uh, not you. I mean, it's a, yeah. a generic you. <laughs> uh, but I, th- I think a lot of it is is just it's loyalty and devotion to to Julian. Um, 
I don't, I don't know, it's surprises in the past, but I mean, I was I thought Hennessy would be our first choice keeper last year, but I think pretty much that Hennessy was still a bit mystified as to the McCarthy situation, mm. why he bought him and why he didn't tell us which who his first choice keeper was. But well, I it think does like McCarthy has been dropped essentially, isn't it, for those I, games I, I, and I think hasn't so. got back in? He hasn't got back in, and I think Hennessy is our first choice keeper now, and I've, I haven't got a problem with that. No, he's doing all right, isn't he? The, the back. I've that back five for me is Delaney, Dan, Soiree, Ward, mm-hmm. Hennessy. Hennessy. That's fine by me. Yeah. I, I think most Premier League teams would be would be happy with that. Definitely. As a back five. Definitely. To be honest. Yeah. So. I agree. Um good. Okay, well that that's gonna wrap up pod one five five. Oh, so it's hard doing the work of four minutes. <laughs> it is, but you know what? I think we did all right. We did, it, yeah. I think, like Palace on Saturday, we were, we were competent. Yeah, we right. came out of it all right. Yeah, yeah we yeah. did. Yeah, yeah signs of signs of encouragement. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Uh, thanks for joining me, Kevin, and uh, listeners. Thank you very much for listening. We will see you after the Liverpool game next week. Um, so take care. Never said that before at the end of the pod. Um, so goodbye. My brother-in-law died suddenly, and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. Then we called SelectQuote. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month, a savings of $369 a year. Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, Select Quote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, go to SelectQuote.com. SelectQuote.com. That's SelectQuote.com. Select Quote. We shop, you save. Full details on example policies at SelectQuote.com slash commercials. Sports Social Podcast Network.